How to Discover Your Voice. This is our fourth episode, and we're going to begin with The Repairman. I hope you've been looking forward to it. I hope you've had time to go over to www.leaddiff.com and take a look at the original article, How to Discover Your Voice. I also hope that you've listened to the first three episodes on Spotify or wherever you like to listen to your podcast. Um, these podcasts will not be on, um, they will not be on Apple Podcasts yet, I don't think. I'm waiting for approval on that. And so let's get started with this episode, The Repairman. The past, though, is anything but past. My parents' struggles. It's the subject of my life, Springsteen told me at rehearsal. It's the thing that eats at me and always will. My life took a very different course, but my life is an anomaly. Those wounds stay with you, and you turn them into a language and a purpose. How about that? Gesturing toward the band on stage, he said, we're repairmen, repairmen with a toolbox. If I repair a little of myself, I'll repair a little of you. That's the job. The songs of escape on Born to Run, the portrait of post-industrial struggle on darkness on the edge of town were part of that job of early repair. Bruce Springsteen, I love when he said, you turn all of that. Last episode, we talked about not running from the pain. You turn all of it into a language and a purpose. A friend of mine is Howard Kiyuna. His brother met with me. He's passed away since. A great counselor and, and psychologist, Ron Kiyuna. He told me, Russ, I think the key to all emotional health is that people need to deal with their unfinished business. And right here, Bruce says he turned his unfinished, one, it doesn't seem like he ever let his business get unfinished. He kept working on it and pursuing it and turned it into a language and a purpose where he repaired himself and was able to repair others. His voice was his toolbox. Instead of getting stuck in his wounds, he turned his wounds into a language and purpose. And I really think that has a lot to do with forgiveness. And I'm going to do a podcast on that eventually because I think forgiveness is one of the keys to unlocking, unlocking our voices. Still on the idea of repairmen. Bruce Springsteen at 62 is where I got that quote from, the article that's in the, uh, the main article. Life wounds righteously face lead us on a journey toward our destiny. I want to say that again. Life wounds righteously faced lead us on a journey toward our destiny. Hey, if you are if you like modern music, I'm not just about Bruce Springsteen, Juice World, uh, uh, an incredible artist, sad that he passed away, but he had that song, Righteous. That's a good song. Truth is hard to digest. That's a favorite part of the lyric to me. Life wounds righteously faced lead us on a journey toward our destiny. What that's talking about to me is that we've got to ask ourselves the question, do we want to face our life wounds the right way or the wrong way? If we face our life wounds the wrong way, then we're going to end up going in the wrong direction. Bitterness, uh, destructive, uh, I've, I've done that. We're going to blow it in our relationships. We're going to blow it in our life. Uh, we're going to lead to collapse instead of building. Life wounds righteously faced lead us on a journey toward our destiny. Now, if you haven't read much of the Bible, the word righteous may not may not mean as much to you, but righteous is not about being perfect and never making a mistake. Righteous is about dealing with unfinished business. I want to get on the right road. 
think of righteousness as I'm driving down the street, going somewhere, and I've done this a lot, and I've gotten lost. One time, I was in a storm in the Bay Area, and I hadn't lived in the Bay Area very long. It was El Nino, and I was coming back from Marin County, and I lived in San Mateo at the time, and I was driving down uh, 280, and I took a wrong turn, and I ended up in a place called Half Moon Bay. It was storm and rain. I couldn't see anything, and uh, I, I had to figure out where I was. There were no smartphones at the time, no GPS. I didn't even have a map with me. I had a little instructions written on a piece of paper. Those of you a little older, I remember those days. And somehow I navigated my, my way right to the right road, back to the right road. Righteousness is when you go off, you get back on. Life wounds face righteously means I'm not going to stay in Half Moon Bay. I'm going to get back on the right road to get home. We all make mistakes, but we don't have to stay in that mistake. We don't have to stay stuck. Life wounds righteously face lead us on a journey toward our destiny. This is the hero's journey about which Joseph Campbell writes. And when this journey is navigated properly like Springsteen, we become repairmen and women. We learn to repair ourselves and we learn to repair others. People capable of healing ourselves and healing others, which is the original purpose for which the God of Scripture called people into community, that we might heal each other and heal the world. The world. Now, I know not a lot of you are Bible readers, but check this out, because I think this Scripture is what, what the God of the Bible had in mind for community, but I think it's what we all want for community. 2 Corinthians 13, 11. Finally, beloved friends, be cheerful, Repair whatever is broken among you as your hearts are being knit together in perfect unity. Live continually in peace and God, the source of love and peace, will mingle with you. Check that out. Repair whatever is broken among you. Bruce Springsteen, without even talking about faith, is in a space of spirituality of emotional intelligence, of, of great self-awareness, of, of, of intellectual ascent, when he's able to talk about the fact that because he faced his life wounds righteously, he became a repairman. And now we understand a little bit better why hundreds of thousands of people still attend his concerts. They're not just listening to the music, they're being repaired. This repair mentality is a result of finding your voice. What I've learned is as each year unfolds and my voice gains clarity, my life becomes increasingly focused on helping others, not merely helping myself. Be original. That's our next spot. And we're going to cover that right here on, on episode three of How to Discover Your Voice. Adam Grant is an organizational psychologist everyone should read or at least follow on Twitter, where he recently wrote, and I, if you go find the article on leaddiff.com, I actually have the actual tweet uh, embedded in there. This is what Adam Grant said. The root of insecurity is craving the approval of others. It gives them the power to inflate or deflate our self-esteem. A stable sense of self-worth stems from, listen to this, putting identity above image, worrying less about what others think of us than what we think of ourselves. Pretty hot, right? Mr. Grant <clears throat> is one of those rare scholars of organizations and leadership who reaches ever deeper into the mind and soul, who calls upon each one of us to do the internal work to discover our voice, to become our original selves. This is the focus of his book, Originals. 
how nonconformists move the world. One of the lessons life has taught me, and I'm talking about myself, of course, one of the lessons life has taught me is nonconformists are people who refuse to be limited by a label or frozen in time. And I want to talk about that for a minute. <clears throat> one of the lessons life has taught me is nonconformists are people who refuse to be limited by a label or frozen in time. Remember, I told you, Russ Off the Cuff is unedited, so you're going to get me having to clear my throat. I'm not going to clean that up for you. One of the lessons life has taught me is nonconformists are people who refuse to be limited by a label or frozen in time. Throughout my life, there have been occasions where individuals or the crowd have sought to do both. But I've also done that myself, and I've not, I've not been right when I did that, where I limited someone by labeling them in my mind or freezing them in time. Early in my life, there were occasions where I was put in the boxes of nerd, black, introverted, conceited, athlete, religious, elitist, unspiritual, independent, and an assortment of less delicate personality prisons. The problem with labels, be they accurate or inaccurate, and sometimes they were accurate, sometimes they were inaccurate. The problem with labels, be they accurate or inaccurate, is over time, those who knew us during a specific period of labeling tend to freeze us. They refuse to let us grow. See, we may be one thing when we're 15 and something totally different at 25, something totally different at 35, but the person at 15 may freeze us in time and say, well, this is the way you are. This is who I knew you to be. This is who I was comfortable with. Maybe someone liked you the way you were at 25, but at 35, you changed. Maybe someone liked you at 35, but then at 45, you were a totally different person. There are people who say people don't change. That's absolutely not true. There are people who don't change, but there are a lot of people who do change. I think the dilemma is that the unchanged person tends to label people and freeze them in time. Those people who change tend to be much more welcoming and accepting of the fact that we all grow beyond who we were. The problem with labels, be they accurate or inaccurate, is over time, those who knew us during a specific period of labeling tend to freeze us in time. They refuse to let us grow. On more occasions than I care to remember, people have referred to me with some variation on the aforementioned labels and expected me to live in accordance with their expectations of these labels. They said, well, this is who you were. I saw you as, as, as really, you know, proud, and I thought it was cool that you were proud. Or I saw you as really confident. You don't act as confident. Or I saw you as really willing to, to, to do whatever it took to get to this goal and reach this accomplishment. Or I thought you were going to be part of this forever. You know what? People change. I had a great mentor of mine, Frank Colvin, tell me that when I was struggling with some of the changes going on in and around me. And he said, Russ, as people age, they change. I think the problem is if we label people and freeze them in time, we can get angry because they change. We can get angry because they say, well, I don't want to be that anymore. Maybe you liked it when I was that, but I don't want to be that anymore. The problem with labels and freezing people in time is that we cannot grow, which prevents us from discovering our voice. For me, this meant breaking free, refusing to allow anyone to keep me as a prisoner to the label they felt most comfortable with or preferred to keep as their definition of me. Once again, Springsteen came to my rescue. Anyone who follows Bruce and his E Street family will quickly discover the boss is an original. Here's a quote from Bruce Springsteen at 62, We Are Alive by David Remnant. For Van Zant, that intensity was a lure. He recognized in Springsteen a drive to create original work. In those days, he said, you were judged by how well you could copy 
songs off the radio and play them chord for chord, note for note. Bruce was never good at it. Bruce was never good at copying, he sang. Bruce was never good at it. He had a weird ear. He would hear different chords, but he could never hear the right chords. When you have that ability or inability, this is Van Zandt, Miami Steve Van Zandt talking, little Steven Van Zandt. When you have that ability or inability, you immediately become more original. Well, in the long run, guess what? In the long run, original wins. Notice he called Bruce's inability to hear the right chord a weird ear. But he said that weird ear, that inability was actually an ability that made him original. How many times are we embarrassed by what we can't do? How many times are we embarrassed because we look different, we think different, we act different, our accent is different? Instead of embracing it and chasing it down and making it our own and saying, this is my voice. Remember, your voice, my voice is not about popularity. It's not about the applause of the crowd. Bruce Dingstein was in bars. He was at, 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 at dances in high school playing and he kept at it even when he wasn't making money because he was following his voice, which we're going to really dig into in episode five. This is the end of episode four, How to Discover Your Voice. And we started off, I believe, talking about this one with uh, the repairman. And the next one, we're going to close out the whole series with Time to Woodshed and my conclusion. Thanks a lot for listening to Russ Off the Cuff. Don't forget to go to www.ddiff.com to be able to find the original article that contains all the different sections on how to discover your voice.